the number one question I get asked. Can you teach me how to captivate the room? Well, of course I can, but that's not where we start. We have to start with pillar one, unearthing the stories, because there's no way I can get you to unleash your best version of you if we've got stories that have meaning. And that's what I'm talking about on the podcast today. What meaning have you created in your head around the stories that are limiting how you show up and use your voice, even if you think you're showing up? I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today as always. Thank you for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you, and I've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the meaning, the meaning that we give things that keeps us from revealing the best version of who we are with our voice. Very quickly, I want to let you know, I am ramping up to do another round of my masterclass training. I'd love for you to join me. It's three live coaching calls with me, training series, where we're going to work on unearthing your stories, unmasking your barriers that are keeping people from connecting with you, which is critical, and unleashing the best version of you. Simply go over to captivatetheroom.com forward slash the number three free and you can sign up. And I'm going live with that end of April. So coming up pretty quick. Okay, so let's talk about meaning. Now you might think, okay, what does that have anything to do with voice? I just want to captivate the room. I just want to speak louder. I just want to be able to speak at all. I just want people to hear me. But what I continue to see to be true every day is that what most people want in relation to voice is actually pillar three. They want to reveal the best version of their voice. And that's pillar three of the three pillars of psychology of the voice. And honestly, you really can't do pillar three until you've done pillar one and two because of the foundational elements. Now, I know a lot of people coach voice around, you need to warm up, you need to just speak louder. And I'm not discrediting that. But what my research and experience shows me is that without a shadow of a doubt, you cannot unleash your best version of you until you've unearthed the stories and drivers because they're calling the shots. Time and time again, when I'm working with people, even as they're making progress, and psychology of the voice, the methodology is very fast. 
shockingly fast. But even as they're making progress, stories continue to come up that are limiting. And you've got to be able to know how to rewrite those stories quickly and change the habit. And pillar one of psychology of the voice is all about unearthing those stories. And, you know, the bottom line is you can unleash or think you're unleashed, but until you've unearthed or unmasked, you really won't have longevity there. The results won't stick. So we always start with what are the stories? What are the drivers? Okay, what's the difference in stories and drivers? The stories are all the noise in your head. No one wants to hear what you have to say. You talk too loud. You need to quiet down. You sound stupid. Whatever the stories are, that, the, that is your psychology of the voice story or stories. And you generally have one main one. The story or stories are the drivers. And again, they're the main driver. There's a main driver, and then there can be other drivers. And what do I mean by that? I mean, they are calling the shots. Calling the shots on how you use your voice. How you use your voice gets locked into the muscle memory and becomes a habit. So my habit might be, my driver or story, my story might be, you do not sound smart. And if that's my main driver, that they're not going to think I'm smart, I might make a decision subconsciously, subconscious calls a shot, that you've got to put in a lot of big words or you're not going to sound smart. And as a result of that, you create a habit around going up into your head and getting the big words and your voice falls flat and you say too many words and you maybe say big words, I don't understand, but the bottom line is I check out because you're just wording me, that becomes a mask. That mask is a habit. You think it's going to get you what you want. It's the very thing that's going to keep you from getting what you want. You see this spiral here? You see the rubber band ball? What I talk about a lot with the people I work with is choice and meaning. And sometimes I'll say, we need to make another choice. And I had a great discussion with one of my former students who is now in my alumni program about choice. She's an amazing coach and we were talking about choice and she said, I hate, you know, I hate it when coaches say, just make another choice. And we actually had a really great discussion about when there is another choice available and I know to make that choice, that's different than I don't know what choice to make. I I don't even have another choice. I can totally understand how you have no clue what to do. You can't make another choice. But when you have been given, and I was referring to people in my program, when I have given you another choice in week one, two, three, four through eight, and you are still choosing to do the old thing, that's different. So we we look at choice, but what I really want to talk about is meaning. We have given meaning to the stories in our head. And I'm constantly asking people, well, what does that mean? They'll, you know, they'll do something and I'll ask them a question because I hear a sound 
I'll hear them doing a whole lot of words because they want to try to prove to me that they're smart or know what they're talking about or they're the expert. And I'll dig my way backwards to unearth a story that says, well, I feel like I'm going to sound stupid. And in that feeling like I'm going to sound stupid, I've they've now said too many words and their voice is flat and they're going really fast because they're trying to keep my attention by cramming in all these words. And I ask them, what does that mean? What does that mean if you're stupid? What does that mean if they think you're stupid? And we really start to break these things down from the place of, okay, first of all, is that true? Are you stupid? Are you just buying into a story because one person that was in authority or a parent or a teacher or whoever said, well, you sound stupid and you bought into that, your subconscious, when your subconscious hears those things, your subconscious goal is to protect your heart and your subconscious goes, oh, don't worry, I've got this. We're going to create a story in here that says, if you do X, Y, Z, you're going to sound stupid. Or if you use your voice, you're going to sound stupid. And it's not true. And then, but we, what we really have to look at is what meaning are you giving it? Why does what they think mean something? If we judge you, what does that mean? Why are you giving your power away so quickly? If you feel like you have to prove your worth, what does it mean if I think you're worthy? Do you see how tentacles out that is? We're handing our power away and we're just giving things over. They think I'm stupid. They're going to judge me. They think I'm not the expert. They think I don't know what I'm talking about. All of it's around judgment and all of it is around worth. But we're talking about the meaning that you give things. What does it mean if I think you don't know what you're talking about? Does it mean you don't know what you're talking about? You might not think I know what I'm talking about, but I'm not giving that any meaning, not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of tentacles in, I'm here to serve a purpose. I believe in what I'm talking about. Now, I happen to be somebody who researches everything and I do research studies and I keep data I'm really not a data person, but I keep data on what I see so I can get fast results. So I am coming from a place of, I've got the data to support me, but it wouldn't matter. I I believe in what I'm talking about. I believe in what I hear. I spent 10 years trying to prove that what I heard, I wasn't hearing and I couldn't. Maybe you don't have those years of data and research and experience. Maybe you've never researched anything about what you teach. But does that mean something if you can change someone's life? If you can execute that teaching, if you believe in what you're talking about and have gotten proof from it, have seen proof from it, what does it mean to you if I don't buy in? And all of this affects how you use your voice. If you have given meaning to something I think and and you think I'm not buying in and that means you don't know what you're talking about, that is going to be reflected in your voice because you're not going to sound like I sound right now. 
you're going to sound more careful and questioning and maybe even saying a whole lot of words because you feel like you have to convince me or you've got to say a whole lot of words because you've given meaning that if I'm not buying in, then you're not worthy or you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. It's this massive rubber band ball And so when people talk about confidence, a lot of times I think they miss the whole bucket because confidence is really coming from I'm bought in and I am owning what I'm talking about irregardless of whether you buy in because I'm not giving that any meaning, whether you think I'm stupid or not, whether, look, there's nobody alive, I bet. Well, that's not true. I can't say that. You don't probably know the depths of judgment I have faced on a global scale because I don't talk about it because it's irrelevant. We all are going to get judged, but we don't have to give any meaning to that judgment. I don't have to give any meaning to you disagree with my philosophy around warmups, okay? There's a lot of people that disagree with that. They're stunned when I tell them I don't want them to overpractice or warm up. They're stunned. But I'm not giving that any meaning. They just have a different method, concept, philosophy. And that's 100% okay because you know what? There's people on earth that adhere or need to adhere to that philosophy, not mine. And if mine was the only one, there would be a problem for a lot of people. So what are you giving meaning to? Look at the places where you're struggling, the ways you're struggling to use your voice. What is the noise in your head? What meaning are you giving the noise that is inhibiting you from boldly owning and stepping into really using your voice and really showing us who you are? It all goes down the tracks, see, Pillar one is all about this noise. But if I've given meaning to your opinion, there's no way I can give you the full expression of myself. So you see, you can't really unleash without unearthing. And you can't really unearth without unmasking because the stories that we have to unearth are linked to voice habits that are masks and barriers that are keeping people out. So you can keep showing up and doing the podcast, and doing the podcast interviews, and doing the videos, and doing the live streams, and doing the clubhouse. And I want you to. But are you getting the traction? Or are you in your head giving stuff meaning that's ultimately costing you because I'm not listening to you, because I don't hear anything you've said? Or even worse, there's no inner freedom. Inner freedom is why I do this work, to give people inner freedom. And that is what comes from unearthing and rewriting the stories and getting rid of the meaning that we're giving things, which is critical for our next level of success. Okay. If you have any thoughts or questions or comments on this, I'd love to hear from you. 
But otherwise, just make sure you sign up for the masterclass training series. Again, that's captivatetheroom.com forward slash the number three free. Get signed up. We get going on that in a few weeks and I hope to work with you. We get, let's figure out what meaning you're giving things. This is a live coaching experience and I don't want you to miss it. Let's find out what meaning you're giving things. All right, but that's it for today. Until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab the voice formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 